Hey everybody, welcome to the Blue Wave Podcast with Sean and Travis. <laughs> Travis is laughing because he's finally joining me. Yeah. Welcome, Travis. Yeah, well, thanks, man. Thanks for having me, Sean. <laughs> so glad Travis is on my show um, with his metal hands and robotic ways. And yeah, Apparently I can talk to phones with my hand now. Special so. um, powers that he has. Yeah. Spreadsheet power. Spreadsheet power, that's what it is. That's exactly what it is. Um... So, kicking it off here, um, on the fantasy football side, we want to talk about draft strategies and the positions in relation to draft strategies. So, we're going to kind of go through the positions in uh, fantasy, talk about some of the players, talk about point disparities. Um, Travis has some good information on that, comparing players. Um, Just different ways to look at your draft. So... uh when we look at draft strategies, I look at I started doing a tiered tiered system uh, that I started last year. So uh, within the tiered system, uh, we've been noticing Sean and I have been noticing a uh, shift in the NFL back to um, a run heavy offenses. Um, this used to be kind of the way that uh, you would draft back in the late '90s, early 2000s for anybody that played back then. Um, we're really old, so yeah, so we're yeah, forever. yeah, a bunch of gray beards here. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, you would take guys like Marshall Falk back in the day, number one. So we're seeing a return to that with Todd Gurley, Le'Veon Bell, um, Ezekiel Elliott, and David Johnson. Um, and the thing with the first round, if we're looking at specifically first round, um, the reason we're talking about running backs so much is because we have so many good running backs now. Um, three years ago, we had three. Oh yeah, and it then was so limited. It was a, a break. Like you had McCoy, right? Bell, yeah. um, and then uh, that was probably that was those were it. those yeah. were your favorites. That at was that it, point, and right? they they would go one and two, and then you go Antonio Brown. You know what I mean? You sh- you'd shift to wide receivers at that point. Yep. Um, so then again, getting back to it, what we're seeing here is obviously we have we have good, good ten to fifteen running backs that we can take in that first round. Um, they're going to outscore any other position. We so, like RB1 there. So RB1, high, right. RB2. Either way, the, the potential for a, a high-end RB2 is a low-end right. RB1. Right. So if you're not within those first four picks, even five picks, Alvin Kamara's uh, top of Tier 2 at number five, right, um, you've still got a chance to get uh, Melvin Gordon, well, Alvin Kamara, Kareem Hunt, Leonard Fournette, Dalvin Cook, Saquon Barkley, which we're watching him right now, and he looks wonderful. Oh, he's so explosive, yeah. Uh, Devontae Freeman, Jordan Howard, Christian McCaffrey, McKinnon, and McCoy. And that's not even to mention all of the guys below. So uh, all these guys are potential RB1s. Um, The bottom ones were probably RB2s. But um, the point is, in the first round, what you're looking for is running backs. And uh, running backs that can catch. And, you know, and carry the load out of the backfield. We're seeing, again, we're seeing a return to the bell cow running back. Um, and these guys, these guys have the opportunities that some of the other right. positions don't have, right? Even the stud-wide receivers. You know, a good game is four, five, six catches, right, a lot of times. And yep. offenses are spreading out. So these running backs are the bell cows. Yeah. They're getting, they're the game plan. Right. So, you know, you get a guy that's 20 to 30 carries. Um, yep. The heavy guys, you know, the, the Gurley's, Bells, Johnson's, Elliott's. They're 30, 35 carries, um, yeah. and they're they're getting multiple sets uh, where they're also getting receptions. So right. this is like a, a huge, huge deal. So Bell Cow's, Bell Cow's back to the, the return of the Jedi, like I was calling yeah, it before, exactly. right? Yeah, exactly, yep, yep. Um, 
Yeah, and it's not a trap. So it's not a trap. That's right. It's not. Uh, it is. Uh, this is a true return to the bell cow running back. So, looking at the first round again. So what we're going to see is obviously we're going to see Gurley, Bell, Elliott, Johnson come off the board pretty quickly. But then we get down to Alvin Kamara. Alvin Kamara scored two hundred and thirty-three points. I love year. Alvin Kamara. He's a yeah. We're both in love with this guy. Um, but at that point, what happens? We see a lot of people go to going to try and get a tier one wide receiver. And so the difference between those, um, even those tier two guys, uh, so Kamara's 233 points, Elvin, Melvin Gordon was 230, and then even Kareem Hunt was 242. Those guys, that is number seven running back, okay? Uh, if we go over to and just look at the, the wide receivers, oh, DeAndre yeah. Hopkins was number one last year with 213 points. So we're looking at a 20 to 30 point difference. You're, you're, you know what I mean? You're going to short yourself 30 points by going with an Antonio opener, isn't Brown it? to pick. <clears throat> or, and, um, you know, DeAndre Hopkins, excuse me. Um, now, if you're in a PPR, that changes. But we're going we're gonna to be talking about standard leagues here on, the, on this podcast, uh, at least for, for a little while. We might do PPR podcasts later, but anyway. Standard we, snake draft, too. You know, we'll assume a snake draft in a standard league. Right, right. And even Antonio Brown, 209 points. 209.3 points, even Keenan Allen. He had a great season, 182 points. So Travis's point, if you were, if you go back to running back and you look, someone like LaShawn McCoy, like 204 points, that's kind of equating to a, a Tonio Brown, which is crazy to think about. That's your wide receiver one that you'd invest so much into a first round. You get the same thing out of what now we're seeing as like an RB2. Right. McCoy's more of a high-end RB2 than an RB1, especially in today's environment. We have like this huge slew of guys. Um, and like you mentioned before, Travis, I think we had, um, what, 14, 15 guys all the way down to McCaffrey. Yeah. So that's uh, that's also changing the way you're drafting. But again, running back heavies is the thing. And and the reason why it is, too, is the supply and demand uh, associated with running backs. I mean, you get the top guys right away. And then after that, it's a big drop-off, right? It's a lot different yeah. than some of the other positions. So, um, Travis, uh, let's talk about what you have there. You, you've got some differences there between the top guys and then you start getting to, like, the RB2-3s and... The difference is huge. Right. So the average between the top seven guys, so going from Kareem Hunt all the way up to Todd Gurley, we're looking at probably uh, probably 270, 270 points. Then we get Leonard Fournette, stud running back, bell cow running back, 194 points last year. All right. Dalvin Cook we have up here too, of course, but he had 54 points within three games, so that was he was good, and then Saquon Berkeley. But even, then we dropped to Devonta Freeman. At 164, Jordan Howard, 176, McCaffrey's 148, McKinnon, 127. We have Sean McCoy down here, but he was at 204. Um, so when you when you think about first round, first five picks, first seven picks, you know, you're going to be looking for these guys. Um, you want to kind of zero in on a point total to go after um, to get these guys. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean how I'm going to take the guy with the most points. You know, you're going to do a little more research than that. But, um, you know, if you uh, are worried, okay, my, I'm going to miss out on Antonio Brown. A lot of people, you know, I might, oh, yeah. oh man, I'm going to miss out on, on Gronkowski. Or I'm going to miss out on, on Brady or Rodgers. The trendsetters, right? right? Yeah, you want to be a trendsetter. Right. You've been in the right. beginning. You know, I, oh, oh, my goodness. I want to jump on these guys because they're really good at their position. They're number one at their position. Just remember, running backs have, uh, they score the most points, period. So then we move on to wide receivers at that point. Um now, I will say this, um, just to contradict my point earlier, if you're looking at points, you would think 
just looking at stats, you would think you'd go quarterbacks at this point, right? Because quarterbacks score a bunch of points. The difference, the only problem with doing that is because they're, they're, the top 15 QBs all score pretty much the same amount of points. So Russell Wilson last year had 347 points. Um, you know, Aaron Rodgers had a 129. But and those are the go, dynamic runners, right, you know, the, the right. running, throwing quarterbacks. So. Tom Brady in there, right. Yeah, He's um, a statue, but he's yeah. Tom Brady. Yeah. Right. So those guys are up at, you know, Russell Wilson had a great year. I mean, just looking at his stats, 350. I think uh, so solid. 2013 Manning had 500 points. Right. So, you know, there's a comparison there. But um, if we go down and we look at uh, Tier 4, Jared Goff. Jared Goff scored 255 points. That is the number 17th ranked quarterback. Okay, you're still at 255 points. Even going down to number number 18, I have Dak Prescott, or 19 rather, Dak Prescott, 260 points last year. Even Tyrod Taylor at number 21, 222 points. So the difference, even, well, even if I want to go a little bit further, at 22, I have Case Keenum. So the difference between... Let's put Russell Wilson aside. He had it, you know. He he scored fifty more points than anybody. If we look at Carson Wentz, right? He had a well, look at Tom Brady. Okay, we look at Tom. The difference between Tom Brady and Keenum, or Tyrod Taylor, about rather, seventy points. Seventy point difference, and even Keenum, it's only fifty five point difference. Yeah, that's crazy. Right? He had a, he, I think he had a, an over his skis year, didn't he? Right, Keenum, and yeah. so that's why you want to wait on quarterbacks because you can get a, a fifth. Sixth, even seventh round. I mean, I drafted Carson Wentz in the tenth round last year in one league. Exactly. So, right. right and yeah. Remember, folks. The other thing is, you need one good uh, quarterback, right? I mean, you're going to need to get a backup. But since we all need one, and what's the average team? It's a ten-team league. Yeah. Uh, maxing is usually twelve. Some people do eight. Right. It's a pretty classic league. So, right. you're all going to get really good players. And actually, for our list, you're going anywhere from Russell Wilson to an Alex Smith type of quarterback. So you're getting a really good quarterback. Whereas a uh, wide receivers, you need multiples, right? You need multiple positions there in a class. Right. League. Right, Two running backs, three yeah. receivers, right? So yeah. you can wait and still get that good quarterback. Most people aren't going to reach to get two or, uh, two QB1s before they get a, a wide receiver two right. um, an, or even an RB3 because you need right. those bodies, especially high injury rates anymore. Right. And so that's what we're saying here is, is this. Don't reach for players just because, you know what I mean, it, there's a bunch of quarterbacks. The supply and demand is, there's a ton of supply, mm-hmm. okay? So the demand is low at that point. Yep. So you can go and get a good good running backs. And so if you fo- in the first round you're looking at first second round, we look at running backs. I mean, we go running back, running back. Unless you're at pick number ten, maybe you go running back, wide receiver. But even then, you're going to come back around and probably still be able to get a good running back. And then w- the next thing we look at is wide receivers. Um, and again, wide receivers. The point differences between running backs and wide receivers is pretty wide now. Oh yeah. Um, you know, with Bell. Elliott, Johnson, um, Gurley, catching balls out of the backfield. Um, that's increased their points by probably a sixth, right? I mean, they're probably exactly. a 20% increase maybe. Even Kamara, um, hit, Kamara had 81 catches last yeah. year for the Saints. I mean, so, yeah, it's fif- like elite. 15% increase So uh, in points. And so if we're looking at DeAndre Hopkins, and if you were going to ask me before the season, I'm going to say that guy's going in the first round. But looking at these stats and just looking at how, how leagues go and how drafts go, DeAndre Hopkins shouldn't come off the board until the third round, second or third round. Now, he's going to have Deshaun Watson the entire season this year, hopefully. 
Right. Um, we're all big DeAndre Hopkins and um, Deshaun Watson fans here, but um, so you know we want to see those guys healthy all year. But uh, if they are healthy all year, DeAndre Hopkins puts up two hundred and fifty points. Okay? Oh yeah. You're yeah. getting an RB RB five is still putting up two hundred and eighty points. So again, you want to wait on wide receivers. Unless you're in a PPR, of course, and then depending on, on oh, if it's a half or a full. Changes or, it all, doesn't it? Right. Yep. It does change it all. Because then, yeah, like, Jarvis Landry's popular because right. he'll have eight, 90 catches, but he'll have 800 yards. Right. Exactly. You know? Right. So you're getting, yeah, you're getting eight points as your base for him. You know what I mean? His ceiling's um, pretty much unlimited at that point. Yep. So moral of the story on this, too, while we're kind of going through different strategies for different leagues is if it's PPR for instance which is completely opposite of standard leagues there's different things you care about but it's all relative right it's all supply and demand based on what the method is within that league and what the point is to get points right right? so if it changes drastically then you've got to change the way you draft but within that you still have to understand the ideas of point disparities which are still relative again and the supply and demand within the position set, which does not change. That is relative no matter what the scoring is. And so what we're going to do is actually after the podcast, um, I'm going to be uh, tapping on my computer spreadsheet all night tonight. And I'm going to put out our lists of our rankings and then the point disparities. It's going to be point difference on uh, our spreadsheet. And you guys can download these and look at them. And you guys are going to see what we're looking at. So um, we're going to make that available. We're going to have the bye weeks in there as well. You can just print these out and use them, uh, use them as your draft sheets. Um, so yeah, you're welcome. Anyway, yeah, yeah. So all that hard work and hopefully they use didn't it, right? say anything. I, just I know there's no response. It's it crazy. So no participation from the audience. Right, I know. You know, maybe we should go live. Anyway, right. Uh, so getting back to it. So again, three four years ago, there was three good running backs. You know, and then um, you had to go wide receiver at that point. Because the next running back was at 150, 170, 180 points. And a good good wide receiver back then, Antonio Brown, Julio Jones, even Beckham was putting up 200 and maybe 10 points. Mm-hmm. So, again, we had DeAndre Hopkins had a wonderful season last year with about, I think, 20 different quarterbacks, 213 points. At least 20, maybe yeah. 30. Antonio Brown, I mean, he had a stellar season, 209 points. So, again, looking at your first round, it's crucial you cannot make a mistake in the first round. It'll haunt your rest of uh, the rest of your draft big time. Um, so looking at the uh, wide receivers, again, usually what I like to do, and I think Sean does too, is likes to go, I like to go running back, running back, running back. If, um, you know, I mean, again, if they're, if the guy's in there at 200 and 210, 220 points in the third round, if a running back there is that's going to be able to score that, I'm going to get him. If not, then I'm looking at wide receivers at that point. Okay, yep. gulp up the points right. first and what, see what's left and what isn't left. Right. And so Keenan Allen could still be there. Julio Jones could still be there. He had a bad year last year. Even maybe you know some of the guys that sort based on points from the last season won't see Odell Beckham up there. They won't see Julio Jones. Um, but you're going to see Adam Thielen, right? Michael Thomas, AJ Green, even Doug Baldwin, Devonte Adams. You know Tyreek Hill. Um, so if we went from Keenan Allen all the way down to Brandon Cooks, um, maybe even we'll throw Tyron, uh, T.Y. Uh, T. Hilton in there. Just yeah, with luck coming with back. With luck coming healthy, back, yeah. I think he's going to have a great season. Those guys are all pretty much the same exact receiver. So it's 150 points, about 145 points on average. 
from Julio Jones all the way down to T.Y. Hilton. Even Larry Fitzgerald's up there, and even if you want, you can throw Alshon Jeffrey in that. I mix. mean, what that's doing, folks, I mean, that goes from 5 to 15. So there's a 10 spread there. Where we're talking about 145, 150 points. So that gives you a good chance in a snake draft, one way or the other, even if you're on one end or the other, that's coming around to you. Right. So you're still filling that spot, and it's reliable. But how long do you wait to do that for only 150 points? Because, again, like Travis said, RB5s, I mean, you're still right. beating that out. So it's, exactly. it's an eye-opener in a way, but it's um, right. it's one way to go about your draft strategy because, honestly, it's about maximizing points because every week it's points. And usually it's no surprise that if you lead the league in points, you win the league. Right. Exactly. I mean, that's how it works. Um, you know, and if you score more points than the next guy... Oh, yeah, you win? You win. So, so is that like a Ron Fairley thing for yeah, Mariners reference? I think it okay, is, yeah. yeah. Yep. We'll say know. just say John Madden because it's right. football. We'll go John Fairly Madden. Fairly obvious, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> anyway, so again, looking at third, fourth round at this point, we're looking at wide receivers at those points, unless there's, you know what I mean, like running backs that are still there at 220, 210 points. Mm-hmm. Um, those are guys, uh, what we would call RB2s, RB3s, right? They're not Elliott, they're not Johnson, they're not Bell, Gurley, but, you know, they're still <clears throat> out there. Um, uh, you know, with uh, putting up good points at that point. So, again, uh, Kamara, Gordon, Hunt, those kind of guys. So, so talk, next, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, next, what we look at is tight ends at that point. So, if we look at wide receivers and we go down all the way down to uh, 150 points uh, with Brandon Cooks, he had 156 points. Um, I think I mentioned earlier, Gronkowski had 158 points. So, the difference, two points between those two guys. So, Gronkowski realistically shouldn't go until your fifth round. Yep. Okay. Um, based on points. Based on points. <clears throat> we all know that you want to draft him because he is the best tight end, known to be the best tight end. So you mentally you want to draft him in the first round. You think, oh, the guys you don't like, um, so you're going to take Gronk. You want to control the tight ends. That's right. that's also a trend setting problem, which we're going to get to in a minute. But uh, right. yeah, so I'll let Sean talk about the trend setting. Yeah. So Gronkowski again, 158 points. Why is he going in the first round? Because he's popular, he's the best at his position, okay? Travis Kelsey went probably uh, average fifth round last year, 150 points. Right, and I mean, and he's he's right up there with Gronk. I mean, right, they're basically the same <laughs> guy for the points, most part. Yeah, yeah and, and, and again, um, you know, Kelsey had Smith thrown to him, Gronkowski had Brady, so... I, I think you put Kelsey, you know, in that New England offense, and I think you're looking oh, at 180, 190 points. Yeah, I agree. So then, one of our darlings again, Jimmy Graham. Um, Hurts to say it, folks. I know. You know? Yeah, but you know he's going to be with the uh, Green Bay Packers this year, and so what that spells for him is he's he moves up into tier one as far as the um, tight end position goes. So he had 114 points, and that was most mostly touchdowns last year. I think he had nine touchdowns, right? Uh, yeah. So, most of his points came, you know, from touchdowns. And even Evan Ingram, okay, he's the top. We have a, uh, we, he's a big a wide receiver. <laughs> he's a big, yeah, he's a gigantic wide receiver is what he is. He's David Boston, but that's a, a, that's a good David, Boston, yeah, David Boston's a good If you guys get the reference. Again, that's a Greybeard reference for all you guys out there that get Ohio that. Ohio State receiver that went to the Cardinals, David yeah. Boston. Yeah, couldn't stop working out. <laughs> So even Greg Olson, Tier 2, Kyle Rudolph's in Tier 2, Delaney Walker's in Tier 2, Cameron Brait. I don't like the Cameron Brait ranking here um, just because he's got Jameis Winston as his quarterback. Yeah, that's that's dangerous it's to gonna me right be, now. That's going to be an issue. But, again, the guys we like, Trey Burton, you guys can wait. That's a Tier 3. 8, 
nine, even tenth round at that point. No one's going to be looking at Trey Burton. But if you remember the three games that he played for in Ertz. place for Ertz yeah. last year with Wentz <clears throat> thrown to him, and again, where's uh, where's uh, Burton now? Uh, Burton's in Chicago. Chicago. So Trubisky's he's safety blanket. Trubisky, right? Yeah. He's taking over um, Zach Miller's position. Yeah, that's um, that's that's big for him. So we're going to yeah. see a move there for sure. And then, yeah. that, to Travis's point, that's another thing. I mean, you got to. You got to pay attention to who's throwing the ball. To these guys with running backs is a little bit different because they're the running back, right? The quarterback's handing it off. It's not as big a deal. And actually, you know, the less talented the running or the quarterback, the more talented the, the running back might be, right? Right, exactly. More, That's more a huge difference making the offensive line. Unless yeah, you're, unless you're Seattle, of course. <laughs> of course, but this is a direct relation. I mean, this is who's throwing the ball to him. So right, right, and so huge. Wait, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna go to Sean here in just a second to have him talk about trend setting. And what that is, and um, why it's a good thing and a bad thing. So, uh, but so when you're looking at tight ends, fourth or fifth round, sixth round, okay, you can go tight end uh, quarterback at that point. So again, I contradict myself, okay, because I say let's go after points. Okay? He does this a lot. You'll hear this a lot. Yeah. yeah. I never do it, of course. Let's go after points, right, in that first round, okay? <laughs> but again, it, it's a supply and demand thing. There's a ton of supply of quarterbacks that can score 250, 260 points. I mean, we're at right. even Cam Newton. He, I got him as a, a QB 14. He's at 300 points. Come on, right? You can right. wait, that guy, right? I don't like For him, sure. but <laughs> you can wait till the fifth round to get him. So you're going to go tight end, fifth round, uh, quarterback, Sixth round, if Russell Wilson's in there in the fifth round, grab him up, right? But, um, you know, if he's not there, Rodgers is probably going to be gone by then. Brady will be gone by then. You know, Carson Wentz. You know, I think he'll put up probably 330 points this year if he stays healthy. Oh, yeah, and they'll be fooled by the fact that, you know, yeah. people will be fooled by the fact he missed games, too. Yeah, exactly. Those numbers. Oh, his points are right, pretty good. Yeah. So, yeah, if you, in your draft, if you sort ascending, right, by, you know, highest point totals, Carson Wentz is going to drop down. By the way, he can um, run too. Actually, right? So. Yeah, I mean, he's a tough dude. So, anyway, uh, so, so over to Sean. Yeah. So trend setting. Um, this is a a good topic with the tight starting with the tight ends really because quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers. There's a lot of intel there. But there's a lot of other positions where um, you're going to go a little bit later. Uh, like we talked about, the the lower point values are the ones where you can wait longer. So, trend setting to me is really important um, to do right. Right, and it's. It's really about it's really about drafting the guys at the right time based on points, and so don't be fooled or, or go you know go, fall into the trap right when you're in a draft and, and someone uh, grabs Gronkowski at the end of the first round right and you're going okay I just picked eight someone grabbed Gronkowski at the end of the first round that doesn't mean I need to panic now and, and, and draft another right. tight end right well, so I, I better that? get Kelsey what now I, right what should I do Sean should yeah I, should I go and get Kelsey at that point you should not panic and you probably shouldn't get Kelsey you should probably look to see where the points are left on the board. Oh, okay. And for the for the draft pick that you are, um, or where you're at coming back down the other way, say your snake draft is coming back to you, what's left on the board to maximize your points? Again, that's the idea. You're going to get a tight end. You may not get Kelsey, but you might get a running back that's your RB2. And right. they're going to have right. one and a half times the points that Kelsey's going to have. Well, then right? in, 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 in standard, standard leagues, you got 10, 10 starters, right? you right. got the flex starters. So then right. you can get another running back there even. Exactly. So, I mean, you know, tight ends to me, again, an important position to start talking about trend setting because it's a little more exaggerated, but um, Kyle Rudolph. And, well, and, I can't why does it happen? Because Gronkowski goes in the first That's round. That's it. It's exactly yeah. why. Right. Right. Or, or, or someone grabs a defense because they love him. I mean, back when the Hawks were the best <laughs> defense, right? Someone <laughs> grabbed him in the second round and go, I'm, I'm leading the charge. And everyone's like... Hey, don't take the bait. You could probably right. get that back in your draft, right? Get yeah. some depth first. Don't yeah. worry about it. Don't fall for it because now you, the opportunity cost 
to not get the guys in front now come back to haunt you later, especially if there's injuries. So right. again, right. grab that guy for points. And and in the end, if your if your RB one gets injured and you grabbed an RB three, your two goes to one, your three goes to two. They're still taking way more points than Kelsey. Right. Right. Huge uh, a huge I just difference. Want, just want to make a note really quick. When you join your leagues, the first thing you should do right after naming your team something funny, look at how your points are scored, okay? You're going to be in important. standard yeah. leagues. Sort right? of an important detail. Right. That is probably the most important detail out of it because I, have a, I run a league, doing them dirty league, and um, our defenses score 250, 260 points a year. So, again, a defense can jump up into the sixth round at that point. But, again, it's imperative... Absolutely. Right? To have a correct strategy. If you don't know how the points are scored, how are you going to draft good players? Anyway, back to Sean. Period, right? And that's how it goes. Um, so with the tight ends, you segue into kickers and defense, right? And Travis alluded to that. These are positions where, again, like quarterbacks, you need one, right? And especially defense. Kicker too, really. But how many guys are there, right? So there's three guys we identify as being like the best kickers. Goskowski, Zerline, right? Um, and those are probably your two best guys, right, for the most part. Um, Tucker. Tucker, yeah, Tucker, of course. Tucker, really accurate at Baltimore. Um, yeah. But after that, it drops off a little bit. At the same time, it's like, okay, you need to be reliable, though. You need reliable kickers. Right. It's And it's really not even that crazy, kind of looking at the list. Uh, Greg the Leg, 182 right. points. You go down to a guy like Harrison <laughs> Butker, 160. Okay, that's 20 points. So in this world we're living in, we're talking about huge disparities with running backs. Right. Um, and, and then you're looking at kickers. It's like, well, okay, at that point, Identify a kicker that works for you. Maybe make sure, even if they're not the top uh, point guy or projected to be the top point guy, they play for an offense. They can get in the red zone, right? They're more proficient. They have more opportunities. Because that's another thing that Travis and I like, the opportunities, whether you're running back getting more carries or a kicker that gets to actually get those kicks exactly. that are makeable, yeah. right, in that range right. that they need to be in. So right. It's like kind of having a wide receiver in the yeah. Seattle offense, right? It, it, yeah, opportunities absolutely. Opportunities aren't there. But that, if you have a running back in the Seattle offense, bingo. opportunities are there. Bingo. <clears throat> And again, uh, with the defense, someone's going to come in and grab uh, the Jacksonville defense right now, or Minnesota, right? Because Minnesota's hot. I mean, they're so amazing. where are we at? Sixth round here? Sixth, what, for the, round? for the defense? Yeah, yeah. Even top defense, uh, point-wise, I mean, look, uh, the top. what's the top defense last year? 200, uh, 250? Something like that, yeah. It was probably Minnesota yeah. or Jacksonville. I think it was Jackson. um, Jacksonville. Yeah, let's take a look. So Jacksonville, two, oh, only 203 <laughs> makes our point, right? Right. I mean... So, actually, 203 points, if you compare it, that's LaShawn McCoy, RB2. Yeah. Right? So, how long do you wait? You don't wait that long. That's big. Right. Where would you Where would you draft McCoy in the league? That's standard, like we're talking about. Right. If he's your RB2, and now I'm equating the best defense to that, if someone else already drafted it, and I'm going back down to the next defense, I mean, this list, uh, we're looking at some fantasy pro lists, too, but this list has Ravens and, and uh, Eagles, right? Yeah. I, I would say... Um, Eagles are opportunistic. I, though, yeah, so but I would say the Vi- the Vikings are up there too, right? I mean, that's, yeah, yeah. that goes without um, saying. But yeah. regardless, with that, that big group there, I, I'm waiting a little bit longer. It might be round seven, round eight, um, actually, maybe even later. But the point is um, not to fall into the trap because these are, again, everyone needs one, right? Who has a backup defense? Who wastes a spot on a backup defense? <laughs> Travis does. That's why he's laughing. He likes to draft three defenses. His idea is stockpile deep. No, honestly. But. Yeah, and, yeah, and then I make people trade for him. Right. That's what he does. He's like, okay, I got Minnesota. What are you going to do? Yeah. Better give me a running back, right? Well, I like to troll the other teams right. in my leagues. Yeah. So. Not everybody's like Travis, so you know. But that's that's fine. We're all we're all a little bit different, so uh, no big deal there. So. Um, okay. So yeah, yeah we're at uh, sixth, seventh round. We're looking at defenses. 
looking at maybe even a kicker, top kickers at that point, right? Yeah, eight, nine, round eight, nine. I mean, you're getting into that point now, right. and you're also getting into the depths right. uh, of your of your team as well, because now you're out of the starters. You're getting your ones done, right? Yeah, and you're running into the next uh, the next level. Yeah. So first round running back, second round running back, third round running back, right? Yeah, and then absolutely. wide receiver, wide receiver, fifth round, sixth round, tight end, seventh round, quarterback, eighth round, defense, ninth round, kicker, right? Totally. So, what's well, another important thing we should talk about? I guess to uh, kind of close out the first segment about fantasy strategy um, and positions. Actually, not really position as much as bye weeks. And this is really important because when you draft a team, there might be the best guy on the board, whatever, you're following your system, you're doing kind of what we're even saying, right? You're, you're following the points, you're maximizing the points, supply and demand, point disparity, you're checking all these boxes. Something that creeps up on you, and this has happened to me, Travis, a lot, and yeah. I think it's happened to you too, yeah. but you get the, you love your team, but then at the end you look at it and go, oh my God, I've got everybody's like by week seven right now. Yeah. So you're going to have a week where it's like, oh, who am I even playing? So um, you know what? I would say this. I'd say be cognizant of your bye weeks. Don't let it control your draft completely, but here's where it might be a real issue. Um, I think the first 12 weeks, Travis, is the first 12 weeks everyone has a bye yep. um, eventually, right? So, or, uh, yeah, so they start week four and then they end week 12. So, so yeah, you know, through week 12. So, so basically, you know, the fantasy uh, season and the playoffs start at the end of the regular season for the, for the NFL. So, so 13. 13. Right. So that, that's brutal if you have a lot of 10, 11, 12s because now you're trying to make the playoffs and your best players are, are bye week. That's where I'm more concerned. Right. Um, if I have bye weeks towards the beginning of the season, hey, we can we can maybe live with that too because offenses are getting going. It's the beginning of the season, but the end of the season, I want my guys in there. I want my studs playing. Right. Yeah, yeah well, exactly. And then, you know, and, and again, if you're going to uh, uh, talk about getting a wide receiver one, right, wide receiver two, yeah, make sure they're not on the same bye week. And again, yeah. that might eliminate some really good players. And if it does, let's just say um, Odell Beckham and um, Keenan Allen have the same bye week, right? Still draft those guys. And that's a great right? duel right there. Right. That'd be, that's, that's a great duel. That's, that's, you know, good luck getting that. Too, right? yeah. Yeah. But if you, got the chan- if you have the chance to get those guys, get those guys, even if they have the same bye week. Um, because later in the draft, you can just get a guy as a fill-in for those, right? Um, to come up and uh, take those positions, you can just take the hit for that week too. You can just say, hey, this week's going to be a loss for me, whatever, and move on. Yep. Um, Absolutely. You know, it doesn't matter. You know, most leagues, it doesn't matter. You don't need to win all of them. You just need to get in the playoffs. But, um, but yeah, so bye weeks are very, very important um, from the perspective. The other thing too is I like to look at, um, I like to look at, uh, again, looking at settings, when, how your team, how your league is going to be scoring points. And then, um, again, when your playoffs start, usually standard leagues 13, week 13 playoffs, week 13, 14, and then um, championships uh, 15, 16. Sometimes it's one week, sometimes it's two. Um, But looking at the, uh, again, later on in the draft or even just start your draft, look at at your your player's uh, schedule. Strength of schedule is a big deal for these guys. Oh, yeah. um, you know, That'll creep up on you too a little yeah, bit. Yeah, especially because if you guys got you know if you got to play Jacksonville twice, you're gonna have a problem if you have their wide you know wide receivers from uh, uh, you, you know the Colts, right? I mean, Ty Hilton's gonna be going against those guys twice a year, mm-hmm. so you got to remember that. Um, looking at the playoff schedule for your for your players, because um, that's when it's gonna count the most. I mean, that's when you're gonna make your money. He's getting into the playoffs and obviously placing on you know. Um, you know, third, second, third, or fourth, or, or first. Yeah, however you're structured, for sure. Yeah, however you're structured. So, 
Um, again, so that's another important thing, important thing to, you know, uh, to think about. Okay, well, um, I think we covered some good material for the kind of the season one, episode one here for um, the Fantasy Podcast. Um, and uh, we're looking forward to some games. Some games are started today, so we'll be able to talk about some things moving forward, um, get into the regular season. So we hope you'll join us then. And until then, we'll talk to you later. All right. See Thanks. you.